You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Michael. Man, today's been a bitch. <laughs> Dude, I woke up. My neck was just tweaked, bro. Tweaked, bro? Tweaked, bro. Not even in the good way, bro. Dude, I mean, I have a like Fuck. one of those lidocaine patches on. I couldn't even turn my head. I mean, I slept on it wrong. You guys know out there, man, when you just sleep the wrong way. I mean, it it has taken me now. I've been up for hours. Two and a half, three hours just to feel some kind of normalcy. And I took some Advil, CBD. Jeez, man. It, I mean, pain just Fs up your D, your day. <laughs> and your N. And your N. And your Ns. And your Ns. Your nights. Yeah. We do that, you know, when uh, John Heater uh, and I, we watch movies. We have this group, this horror zoom I've talked about. And uh, so, you know, he doesn't really swear a lot. He's Mormon. He's a you know, good dude. And I, and I swear less now because of him. But he'll be like, whoa, was that guy's <laughs> D hanging out? Or like he'll say the letter. Or like, whoa, was she effing that? <laughs> Whatever. So it's just kind of funny. Like I, I tend to do that. And he also turns into Keanu at the same time. Whoa, did whoa. he S her D? Wait, did he S his? Did she... It doesn't matter. Like the character of Keanu being afraid Keanu. to swear is just kind of funny. Whoa. Whoa. That's effed. <laughs> well, I was wondering if you maybe could give me a, a DSing. I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. We, we finished Friday the 13th, all of them, last night. And uh, we finished all 11. And the last one had Jared Padalecki, my buddy, and Daniel Panabaker. Oh, yeah. And so I uh, sent them messages. So... Um, they made little videos for me in the group to just to kind of like a little surprise going, Hey, thanks for a lot. You know, I can't believe you guys went through all these. And I thought the boys would like it. And, uh, and they did. Uh, I want to say thank you to everybody for listening as always. Uh, you know, we appreciated our handles. When you subscribe, it really does help the podcast and give it a chance. If you're here for Chris Daughtry, right? If you're here for Daughtry, Daughtry and our, he's a buddy, he's a good guy. And uh, if you like the podcast, subscribe on YouTube or Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all that stuff. We really appreciate it. And uh, follow us. What are the handles, Ryan? At Inside of You Pod on Twitter, at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. That is absolutely true. And, and YouTube.com slash Inside of You, I hope. Yeah. And you can subscribe and watch the uh, awesome videos. Yeah. Thanks to Hint. They don't give me any money, by the way. They just are, they give me free water and I like them. So hint, you rock. Also, the uh, Inside of You store. Just go to um, store.insideofyoupodcast.com and get a whole bunch of merch, autographed tumblers, shirts, wine glasses, hats. Uh, use the discount code INSIDE10 for mm. 10% off. And uh, yeah, there's all that stuff. And stage it. Just remember, uh, Rob and I play music the last Saturday of every month. It will be the 28th, Saturday, the 28th of November, 2 p.m. and a 6 p.m. show. We're going to play a lot of tunes. Uh, follow me on the stage it uh, if you go to stage it.com last week's show was uh, the justice league that was a lot of fun having those guys here i hope you guys enjoyed it it was uh it was really fun it was nice to it just felt like family mm -hmm. you know and that's kind of like my family i don't see them very much <laughs> and then when you do you're like oh this is why i don't No, it was different this is why i don't hang out with them no this is i mean it was different they uh Having those guys, they're such good people. You mm -hmm. can just sense they just have big hearts and they love to work and they're easy to work with. And so I hope you enjoyed that. A lot of people have been asking me for that for a long time. And uh, there you have it. That's for you. And it was for me too. And it was for them. I think we all had a great time. Um, so that's really about, that's that's it. Today's episode is, is Chris Daughtry. You know him from American Idol. Then he went to Mass Singer. He's had some big hits. 
He's a really down to earth guy, mm -hmm. and you'll see he loves Batman and a bunch of shit. I think, but, uh, as far as Zoom backgrounds go, he's number one right now. He's he's got to be like oh, he's got to be number one. Yeah, because he's yeah, yeah. There's yeah. like some like sort of dramatic lighting on the Deadpool statue in the background. Yeah, I got to give him credit for that. Yeah, you have to check it out if you're listening. But uh, he was just really easy to talk to, and we 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 met a long time ago. And sometimes, you know, sometimes conversations could be a little awkward, but this one definitely wasn't. And I think you're going to learn a lot from him. And um, let's get inside of Chris Daughtry. It's my point of view. You're listening to inside of you. Michael Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Yo. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, looking good, buddy. Is that Deadpool? It is Deadpool. Look at that. How much did that thing? You got a statue of Deadpool. In, I, I'm guessing this is your living room, not your bedroom. This is my office slash nerd room. You ought to see all the shit in here. It's like Batman statues and all the cows from the movies. It's all the what nerd. from the movies? All, all the cows, the the masks. Oh, the cowls. Is that what they call them? Cowls. Yeah. 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 I'm not really. Uh, you know, I, I wasn't good at English. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I took a word power course. All I remember is exuberant. There you go. Overwhelming with joy. There you go. I'm glad you just gave me that definition. I knew it. I just didn't know the exact. Yeah, I didn't buy this. This was uh, this was given to me uh, on, uh, I did a tour in Europe with Nickelback a few years ago. And at the end of the tour, I'm out there performing and they wheel this thing out. <laughs> it's got all these like unicorn balloons and shit on it. <laughs> And I'm like, what the fuck is going on behind me? And that was that was his thank you for doing the tour, I guess. So wait a minute, where were you when you got this? We were in Europe. I want to say the end of the tour was in Germany or something like that. Well, my my point is, wherever you were, you're overseas. How did how much did it cost to get that son of a okay, bitch back? Okay, so so he he shipped it in this massive crate, and it finally showed up at my house. This big wooden crate that I had to get a drill and like, he made me work for this shit. It was in pieces. I had to carry it all down. And, uh, <laughs> that, so I paid for it. <laughs> and that shipping probably was a good 500 bucks. Probably. Probably. He didn't tell me how much it was, but he, he did say, you, you should know that damn thing was fucking expensive, <laughs> which probably in hindsight, what he probably did was went into like a FYE and signed a few CDs and got it for free and didn't tell me about it. Right. Well, it's the thought that counts, isn't it? And it is the thought that counts. I didn't know you were such a, you know, I, just, you like, look at you, you like Batman. Yeah, we're all nerds. Look, I have toys. I have yeah, Freddy Krueger. Full on nerd. I mean, you, so you, when you were young, you, you, was it comic books? Was it horror movies? What was it? Yeah, it was comic books. I, uh, I was a, I well, am, I'm an artist as well. So, um, I did, uh, I've done a few covers, uh, in the past couple of years for Batman, Spider-Man and Youngblood. Um, yeah, that was my first, uh, that was my first love, man. When I was like five, six years old, started drawing and was obsessed with like, you know, the superpowers cartoons and He-Man and Ninja Turtles, all that stuff. What was your favorite uh, superhero? Batman's always been my, my go-to. Always. Yeah. How do you feel about always. Uh, Patterson? Pat, Pat, Patterson? Pattinson. Yeah, Patterson. Yeah. Patterson. Oh. I, I was very much uh, unexcited when they first showed the like the first 
like reveal or whatever months ago. And I was like, all right, whatever. I was, I was, I loved what Ben Affleck did. So I was like Batfleck all the way. And then they showed that trailer the other day and I'm like, damn it. It, it looks so good. <laughs> <laughs> That's always what happens, isn't it? It's like somebody yeah. goes, oh, he's playing the, the Joker or <clears throat> he's. Yeah, no, dude. Every whoever. time, everybody, we're all, we're all victims of it. We're all like, oh, why is, why is, uh, I remember as a kid, like Michael Keaton playing Batman. I just saw Beetlejuice. Like, how is this dude doing Batman? And that was my, that, that, that movie, like. I remember seeing that it changed my life <laughs> I, I don't know what it is i really i don't know if it's just because it was when i was young and that's what i remember and everything seemed larger than life because now we're so jaded and everything has to be great yeah. and we're, we're just picking tearing apart everything everybody which is so unhealthy so judgmental we all do it to each other and social media a lot of that you know you see a lot of those people i'm sure you get trolled i'm sure you've been trolled a million times oh yeah most definitely <clears throat> but like uh, i remember yeah, I've, yeah. I was just gonna no, say no, I like no, I love Michael Keaton and that that's what I remember. But like then when I see these guys now, like uh, Christian Bale, I was like he's phenomenal. I, I you know, I'm not saying yeah. everybody's amazing, but anyway, what were you gonna say? I was just gonna say that uh, I've I've just had to learn to like be okay with myself and and not read into that shit anymore because it's so easy to. You know, you could have a million comments saying how great you are and how amazing your work is. And then that one motherfucker <laughs> that's <laughs> it, know, man. chimes in and you're like, why don't you like me? You know, well, I think I think you probably had it harder than a lot of people, because I mean, when, when, when you know, I hate when people say instant fame, because but yeah. American Idol did. Obviously, yeah. you were playing in where are you, North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, playing bars and clubs for basically the guest list. <laughs> right. So uh, th this propels you to the next level, right? So boom. Yeah. So for me, it was like I did a show, made no money, did a shitty show, a shittier show, a pretty decent show. I kind of just moved around. And not to say I could take criticism. I can take it a little bit. I could I could take it, but it still hurts no matter what. We're going to say, oh, yeah, I don't listen. We still yeah, listen. Absolutely. But you going from american idol boom huge success and then dealing with that shit right away the haters like i mean ha yeah. were you pretty strong-minded i mean you were already married you had a strong marriage i mean you were married like were you were you solid at that point or were you fragile uh i thought i was solid looking back i was i was i think i i carried a a chip on my shoulder with you know feeling like i had something to prove and i would i remember like looking back i was a complete uh wouldn't say complete douchebag but yeah probably um i think i think a lot of it kind of went to my head and i i um you know you you hear the 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 haters and you just kind of feel like you gotta kind of puff up and prove yourself and looking back i don't think i was the most patient humble person you know i think we all go through those phases where you you know, you look back and go, damn, I don't even know who that guy was, <laughs> you know? Really? So you watch yourself now and go, what the fuck was that? I mean, look, I think we all do that. I could watch myself yeah. and in an interview and go, God, you what a douche rocket. What, what are you yeah. doing? What are you, what are you <laughs> doing with your body? What are you doing with your, I mean, yeah, it's just like, no. whatever it is. Yeah. I mean, but maybe it was important to go. It was, it was obviously important yeah, to go through that stage absolutely. because it's better to be super confident, even if it's like at a fault to a fault, but yeah. then to be incredibly insecure and or 
or just not confident for lack yeah. of a better I mean, word. I think I went through it for years where, um, you know, I was, I thought I like, I knew who I was and I'm, I'm this, I'm that. And, um, doesn't matter what you say, but I would, you know, I would read those comments and it would certainly kind of get in my head a little bit. Um, and then I think, uh, you know, fast forward to like, you know, four, three, four years ago, I was just like in a very, I don't know if you've ever gone through this where you just second guess everything you do. Yeah. You, you have all this self doubt and you're like, am I even relevant anymore? Is what I, you know, is the music I'm writing even worth a shit? Is it, is it anyone wants to hear it? And I started like, it started kind of informing the music in a way. Um, and, and not necessarily a good way. I think it was a bit of a bit of chasing going on. Um, yeah. trying to, you know, trying to, you know, uh, live up to what everybody else was doing or, or, you know, trying to change up to go with the times or whatever, you know, isn't it funny how we always think success is the person that's ahead of us, the person that's making yeah. the big hits or the bigger hits or the more money, making the more money totally, on the, the, totally. the, the, the girl that he's dating or the guy that he's, whatever it is. That's yeah. what we're always like. That's not success. And, and I'm 48 and I'm starting to realize that success really is just if you love doing something, whether you're making money or not, it'd be nice to make money at it. But you yeah. love music. You love singing. You love writing. Right. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter if you're, you know, to think God, there's an audience. You hope there's an audience and there will be some audience yeah. always. But it's not going to stop you from playing music. No, no, not at all. Not at all. And I think, I think for me, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm 40 now. I just turned 40 back in December and I feel like I've kind of, I've shed a lot of old shit and old skin. And, um, you know, I, I got rid of people in my camp that, that I didn't feel like, you know, fully believed in what I really do. And so I think that kind of, like I, I'm kind of jumping the gun here. No, no, but, I like know, it because I, I, I want to hear it. We shifted gears, you know, for one of our records was just like straight up, like, like what the fuck? Who were they? Like that's that 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 doesn't sound like Daughtry. That that's full on pop. That and you know we got a lot of flack for it. Had one successful song off the record, which waiting for Superman, obviously, um, <laughs> apropos, but, um, and, uh, which was great. You know, I, I don't regret any of that, but, but I also was on a major label, you know, RCA and, and, and after like kind of stepping back and, and going, wait a minute, I feel like I was changing because they didn't believe what I really did. So there was all this, you know, you hear all this pressure and, well, this, this band's doing this, you know, nobody's really using guitars anymore, Chris, you know, we got, you want to be on the radio, you got to change with the times. And so, and I think after doing that record, that's where all the self-doubt started coming in. I started just, I was really kind of depressed when I was making the the last record cage to rattle. And we were working with Jakir King who did, you know, Kings of Leon, Modest Mouse. And, and even then the label kind of, you know, or stepping in like oh we got to do this instead and and it and for me it kind of slightly tainted the process and um 
you know, once I took a big step back from all of that, I got rid of my, my manager that I was with for a long time. And we parted ways with RCA, got uh, my manager now, who's been working with me for like 13 years and started as my road manager, then went into being my co-manager. Now he's my only manager <laughs> Wow! because he believed like, not only is he one of my best friends in the world, but he's, you know, he believed in like, dude, you're a fucking rocker, man. Like, that's what you should be doing. Don't be listening to all this. You got to keep up with this. You got to do this for radio. Just do what you do. And, and that kind of made me realize, you know, I, I need to just write what I want to write, work with who I want to work with. I'm picking my producer. I'm doing, I'm, I'm picking my just something as simple as I'm picking my wardrobe for the video shoot. I'm doing, you know, I'm yeah. I'm taking control. And now we release World on Fire, and we're we're on the rock charts for the first time in a decade, you know. And uh, I was just raging it. I was just raging it throughout the house. I got Sonos in oh, all the rooms. Yeah. My engineer Ryan comes in, <laughs> and I'm you. just raging. Boom! Like, Thank yeah. you, man. Oh yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And you know, I'm 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 like you. Like, you know, I grew up in '80s pop, and and I'm a sucker for a melody. I'm I'm like through and through, like to me, it's all about melody and, and that hook first and foremost, you look at paradise city, it's a fucking pop song. You know what I mean? Like if you really break it down, it's like a nursery rhyme and, and it's catchy and it's, you know, and so for me, like that's always my basis of writing. And if we want to make it heavy, great. You know, there's, there's always room for it, but, um, I feel like I'm doing what I was supposed to do for years now. And, and it feels, feels good. I'll tell you, there were some people in my life in the last year and, and it's happened in the past where it's, it's amazing. The, the amount of shit you go through dealing with, should I, should I let him go? Should I, I don't know. I've been, they've been part of my life. I don't know. And you go through months and months and sometimes years and you're talking to your really yeah. close friends. And then all of a sudden you do it and you're like, what the, why, why do I feel so much better now? Dude, been there. Yes. Why do we 100%. wait so long? If there's something negative and it's not working, they're weighing you down, whether it's a Debbie Downer, it's like, uh, I don't really know. I don't really. Because there's a part of you that believes it. There's a part of you that, that is going, I think they have my best interests. So I think they're telling me, you know, they're giving me the the sound advice that I need, but deep down you're going, I, I, I went through it. I'm, I was calling my accountant. Do you think I should change my manager? No, I ever, do you have a reason to, uh, no, but I, I knew what I needed to do. And I just was looking for someone to tell me otherwise, you know, just to confirm this, whatever fear, uh, what, well, if I, it's like, you think that you're going to cut this cord and all of a sudden you're going to just vanish off the face of the earth and and you're gonna plummet into some downward spiral and and uh fade into obscurity or something i don't know what the, what it is but yeah there's and you wait and you wait and you wait and you know you know deep down like this is this is the right move and you fucking finally do it and then it's like this world opens up to you and this you know this weight's lifted and yeah and uh yeah, but that's with everything in life, right? I mean, everything. Why does it take so long? Why am I 48 I figuring this shit out now? <laughs> you know, by the way, the, go the ahead. key is the, 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 you know, the, the most important thing is that you do figure it out. Some, sometimes <laughs> people figure it out. I, I see people in their like 20s now that are, that feel, that seem like they have their shit together more than I ever did, you know? Um, and then I see 
you know, people in their fifties and that are just now figuring life out. I don't know. I, I think we all kind of perceive things at different levels at different times and, um, where we get it when we're ready, I guess. You know, have you ever just sat there and thought, you know what, if it just ended now, if it just, if I just fucked off to Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, and just said, fuck it, no one ever sees my wife and I and all the kids, whatever, they probably won't go with you to Moose Jaw, but if you went there, and you're up in Moose Jaw, and you're thinking, what have I done? And you're like, well, I was on the biggest show in the world, which gave me huge success. I was a finalist. I got a record deal. I had two hits. I, well, I mean, you're the fastest selling debut rock album in Nielsen SoundScan history, a million copies in five weeks, right after Idol, right? This is like yeah. your first album. So, and then you look at all this stuff and you're like, you made albums. You've played with all your fucking heroes. A lot of your heroes that you love. I see yeah. a picture on fucking Instagram with you and Sammy Hagar. And, you know, you're <laughs> playing with all these people that are just amazing. So, why couldn't you just go, that's enough? Why? I didn't expect this. I could be in North Carolina playing a fucking. Right. It, it's it's certainly uh, those conversations get get bounced around often. Me and my wife are always like, "What if we just go live in the woods somewhere?" Oh and, my god! And and just escape everything. Like, how bad could it be? Um, we were watching. Uh, we were just watching uh, this docu series on Netflix with Zac Efron. Have you seen that? No, but I want down, to. Down to Earth, dude. It's so good. I haven't finished it yet, but we were watching, going. Like that's life, you know. They're these people are happy. They're growing their own food. I want to be down yeah. to earth. Yeah, <laughs> I want to be just grounded and not worry about shit. Um, but yeah, man, I, it's you know. And then there's that part of me that feels like, you know, I, I, and 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 sometimes I feel guilty for it. But like I feel like I need that. I need to be on stage and I need to be in the studio and and creating and um it's some capacity so it's 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 one of those things that um i feel like i still have a lot left in me but certainly there are times where it's like what if what if <laughs> you know i do it all the time man in fact tomorrow i'm going up with my best friend we're going to drive a couple hours to big bear and just look at some nice. cabins to maybe buy i want to buy like a there you go. i just want to be able to get out of town and you know just to be able to I think what happens is sometimes you're like, what am I doing? It's like this cyclical, it's you're busy, you're being productive, you're doing things, you're enjoying things, but it seems sort of at the same time stagnant almost. Like yeah. you're doing yeah. the same things and everything's great, but it's also you don't want 20 years to go by and go, you watch these shows, like you said, with the Zac Efron, you know, down yeah. to earth and you watch alone that I watch in the history channel that I talk about. I had yeah. Jordan Jonas, yeah. the winner of season six on, and he's out there and he's like, building a shelter and he's like not to say you have to do that but you know fishing and building a fire and just getting away and i don't get away and i keep saying i need to get away and that you know it's it's the same thing it's like as important as this stuff is you're probably we are probably going to be healthier if we do disconnect for a bit and then come back yeah. stronger because yeah. if we just keep we, pushing, we, we never get away. We always talk about it, and then something comes up that we can't get away because of this or because of this. I'm with the kids, or, or I got this virtual tour I'm doing now, and then it, it, it is always something, and it's almost like you just have to like intentionally just 
cut it, cut the cord and, yeah. and disappear. Why don't you, you put know? it on the, on the schedule? Why don't you and your wife say, let's pick a date and we're, we're doing it. We're circling it right now. All we're doing is putting this, we're not changing this date. We're doing this for our own sanity. Yeah. That's what that I, needs to happen. I need to do that too. So what is this? The, the virtual thing I saw like on Instagram. So how does, how does yeah. that work? So we're, we're, we're in Nashville and we're just me and my guitar player and we're at this club called Mercy Lounge and it's empty. <laughs> it's just us. Uh, and we're, we're, it's live streaming and we're going to, we partnered with all these small venues around the country. Um, I think we're doing 19 shows. We did, we've done like half of them now and, uh, we got a week off and then we're going back to finish it. But so the, the people go, the fans go to either our website or the respective venue and buy their tickets and they watch it from home and 10% of the profits of the whole tour go to each of these venues to, you know, these venues are suffering everybody in the music industry or enter, entertainment industry in general. Like you think about all the crew, you know, and the, the, you know, the people that work the ticket stand, you know, all these people out of work. So um, that's awesome. We had this idea of like, Hey, the fans want to see us play. We want to play. How can we make this kind of work for everybody? And, uh, and it's just you two, you and your doing. guitarist. Just, yeah, it's super chill. Uh, it's, all acoustic you know we're playing a lot of deep cuts from our records uh playing some covers been doing patience from uh from gnr and oh did, uh, did man that's such a good song we did man in the box last night that was fun uh allison chains mm -hmm. oh dude yeah did you ever meet him lace i never I, I what, never is that his name lace him, right uh, lane lane staley lane staley yeah. lane staley i never i never met him he um i think he died before I had any kind of access to anyone in the music industry. I saw him at Lollapalooza. I saw Alice in Chains, and I remember just going. Was he good, then? Oh, yeah. Every every what video I've ever seen of them live, he was on it. I was like, damn, how did, how did that guy, how was he so fucked up and still, like, that on? You know, same with, uh, you know, Scott Weiland. Have you covered... Uh... What's that one? Is that Man in the Box? Wow, wow, yeah. wow. That's yeah, it, right? That's what we did, yeah. Uh, that's the jam. Do you have to vocally, do you warm up? A little bit. I, you know, I, I kind of just make some noises just to make sure it's there. Like, ah! You know, and then it's like, oh, it's connected. We're good. Did you take really... lessons? Did you, or you just had a natural ability? Um, a little bit of both. Uh, <laughs> I, I had this natural ability, but I didn't know how to use it. Um, I think I was... Like, especially when I was on Idol and even a couple of years after that on tour, like I was overdoing it. I was banging my voice up every night. And I was so used to being in bars where I would work a day job. I'd play on the weekend, not really need my voice the next day. So I didn't know how much I was destroying it. So, um, but now, I, you know, I started working with, uh, I've worked with a few coaches over the years and learned a bunch of different things on just little techniques to kind of uh, basically do what I was already doing, but properly, <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're easy things that you could just do like breathing exercises or. I think for me, it was about finding the right placement and I was using my throat more than I was using, uh, they call it the mask, you know, when you keep everything up in here and the, and the nasal instead of like, ah, you know, you're going, ah, you know? <laughs> right. But, uh, but, <laughs> And, and you and you learn I, I, being on the road so many years. I've just learned a lot of what to do and what not to do, um, just from experience and being around other singers and um, having to 
be on, you know, and, and knowing that I needed my voice the next day. So I would, you know, I would pace myself a little more and not go full blast out the gate, you know. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy. Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Do you get intimidated, like, for instance, when you're on American Idol and you got other great singers, like a friend of mine, Elliot Yamin, who I freaking love. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's saying, I, I have an album and he's saying on. He's like, yeah, I'll come sing on your album. I was like, really? That dude's voice is ridiculous. He's like a little Michael McDonald in a way. Yeah. He's got and, soul, and James he's, Ingram. He's always on. Like, his, I've never heard that dude off pitch, ever. It's just amazing, right? Yeah. We always do yeah. that. I keep what a great dude. Oh, we karaoke. Love anymore, baby. <laughs> we jam that. Um, so when you're watching McPhee and all these people in the beginning, and yeah. you're this young guy, what are you, 26? 26, yeah. 26, and you're watching these guys on stage, and you're going out there in front of millions. I mean, biggest show ever. Are you shitting your pants or are you just filled with confidence? Oh, uh, it was definitely a bit of both. Uh that was a new that was a new thing for me, man. I, I was so used to being in front of like, you know, a hundred people at the most, you know, and and those a lot of them I knew because I put them on the guest list. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then I'm out there with no guitar because you couldn't play instruments Oof. on the season I was on. I'm used to being with my band and you know, I had had backup. I had and then I'm out there naked 15, 20 feet from the band, no instrument. And I have to keep my eyes open and look at a camera. I always close my eyes when I sing. It's like a it's like a natural reflex. 
I, I have such bad ADD. If I see anything that distracts me or someone's talking or trying to get my attention, lyrics out the door. Are we like, brothers? I, just, I think we're brothers then because that's exactly oh, what happens I, to me. Dude, I, I, I just can't. I can't do it. Um, and so I, I close my eyes a lot, but I, I had to like force myself to look at the camera and find the camera. And it was so <laughs> awkward for me. Were, uh, you, were you calling your wife going, were they crazy eyes? Were they okay? Were they sexy eyes? What kind of eyes was I giving the, the, the world? I think they were sexy, crazy. Okay, thanks, honey. You know. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Uh, I didn't really think about it much. I, I, as a matter of fact, I go back and there were still times I had my eyes closed. They were always like, "No, you got to find the camera. You got to look at the, the audience. You got to think about the people at, at home on the other side of the TV." I'm like, "Man, I'm just trying to get through this song." <laughs> yeah, isn't there part of you that wants like? I mean, you probably won't admit it, but I, I think I would. Not to be a dick, but I'd feel better if the person ahead of me just fucked up a little bit at least. Just oh, kind of yeah. fucked up. Want, Please you, fuck you, up. You, then, then I'll feel secret, better. You're secretly waiting for it. You're like, yes. give me something. Give me something. Yeah, you want McPhee <laughs> to miss a beat or forget a line or fuck up. and yeah. You and want it, kind win. of, right? Because you want to win. You know, yeah, it's and like... If comp- and if they're good, and if they did great, everybody up before you... And you're the one that's the first one that you're like, man, hopefully the next person fucks up too. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're last and you're like, oh my God, you mean crushed. Taylor Hicks just crushed yeah. with us. Dude. Yeah. I mean, are you still friends with those guys? I still keep in touch with Elliot. Oh, I yeah. actually ran into Elliot in the airport um, in Vegas last year before everything. Just had a baby. With, you know, tits up. Yeah. Um, Ace lives like, 10 minutes for me. He, he's in Nashville now. Um, I haven't talked to Taylor in a while, but I, I, I keep up every now and then I get a text from Bucky and you know, everybody's doing their own thing. And we always talk about getting together and it never happens because everybody's got their own things going. But uh, you, do you remember the first time I met you? Uh, we, I felt like we met at like the Beverly center. <laughs> I think you're right. And that would make when, sense because I love malls. Who doesn't, who doesn't love a good yeah. mall? I don't, I, I haven't been to one in a while, but well. um, but yeah, I, I think I met you in uh, <laughs> Nordstrom or something in the in, in the Beverly Center. Underwear. Anyway, Try to get my I underpants. That, I just had that mental. What do we do? We're like, oh hey, dude, what's up? Yeah, that was basically it. Like you knew who I was, I knew who you were, and we, you know, we were both bald. Probably we were both bald. I I think you were. It was definitely trimmed down. It, it, I don't know if you were fully bald. In between. Seasons, yeah, you were in between. Did you have to shave? Oh yeah, shave me, shave me you... every, shave me every every yeah. morning. In fact, I didn't know that. I mean, I still would have done it. I was broke, but um, they they would shave my head with an electric first to get anything, and then yeah. straight. I had every there couldn't be a hair on my head, my ear, anything. For a minute there, I thought they were going to shave my ass, but no, they didn't go that far. <laughs> I uh, I have to shave every other day. I don't know how you did that every day without like just ripping your skin apart. Oh, well, it's, some um, days, some days you just see a little blood trickle down my eye and I'm like, nah, yeah. she goes, I know, I'm sorry. And you're, and you're right about the ears, man. You shave your head. All of a sudden you realize I got hair there that has to go. Oh, yeah. I feel that shit blow it in the wind. And if that light hits you a certain <laughs> way, that dramatic lighting, you just get one long ear hair and no hair on your head. It's like, oh, what the, I don't care what you sound like because you look yeah. like shit, Chris. You know, it's funny that you just mentioned shaving your ears. When I was on Idol, I was I was in the bathroom shaving, and it was right before I went out. And I I decided that day that I'm gonna shave my ears with my razor. And it cut right there, 
and it would not stop bleed like it was just gushing i was like what the fuck am i gonna i had to super glue my ear <laughs> to stop the bleeding and like cake makeup all over were you thinking about it while you're seeing yes my oh, yeah. fucking like, ear it's bleeding yeah, like, this is when i'm pushing i'm like i'm probably gushing blood right <laughs> <laughs> i know we're just so aware self-aware i mean i i hate it i hate it too i'm less that now i mean i like look i wear shorts t-shirt i'm not even wearing shoes right now i'm at home but like that's sort of my mo. I just I like just being comfortable. The more comfortable yeah. I am, you know, I just like how I dress. I think that's just part of being me. But you know, sometimes someone will say, you know, you might want to put on a nice shirt if you're going to go out with that girl. You might want to. Dude, I I literally have been living in Aladdin pants this whole Aladdin pants. Like these Satin. harem pants. They're like so baggy <laughs> and just feels like you're wearing nothing. Especially with the heat, dude. It's hot here. I don't know how it is there, but. It's uh, the humidity here is just awful. You walk outside and it's instant. Like I got to go take a shower. Yeah. It, but, it, it's um, pretty brutal. So I'm all, of, I'm all about comfort. I, I, I did wear just some nice joggers today. I don't know why I thought my legs would be showing. but uh, <laughs> I was hoping for your legs to be showing. I got a little knee for you. You got a rocker hole. Rocker See, hole. if I wore that, they'd, they'd say, oh, Rosenbaum, that's so 90s. But if a rocker wears it, they're allowed to wear it. But you do do you you play music, so you you can you can do that. Yeah, I guess so. How do you? Are you, you a, a shorts on stage kind of guy? No, no, not Adam Sandler. No, I'll put a pair of jeans on and a t-shirt and a yeah. hat, you know, and I'll just play. I'm I don't have the um, look for me. I've always loved music more than anything. Uh, you've always loved music. The difference is you had a real gift. Now I, you know, I could sometimes carry a tune. I could sing. I could write some songs. Uh, we we did an album. I love it. It was fun. I want to. I'm, I'm, I write music all the time. But I'm not like like you. This is that's not how I make a living. And I couldn't make a living off this. Right. But I love it. I really do love it. And that's another thing. You know, I I turn a certain age. I'm like, why aren't you doing music? And of yeah. course, the the bully in my head's like, well, one, you're not as good as Chris Daughtry or Adam Lambert or <laughs> anybody. Like, look at these yeah. guys. And then this is what's in my head. B you're old no one gives a shit see i mean who's gonna who, what musicians can you get to play with so it was all those things that were keeping me so finally i said i'm not gonna be radiohead i'm not gonna be a rock star i love music why shouldn't i write music and record music and play music and sing music yeah exactly I, when you realize like why do i want to do it then just do it that's what you happened know? and everything changed so you know got some Good guys you, together man. we had a band for a while been an album went to germany toured played so it was just dude there you go i love it so i want to like you said in the beginning of this interview you said melody i don't care if it doesn't sound the most creative stairway to heaven layers and because those songs are one in a million and if you try to make a song like that you're going to fail most of the time it has to just yeah. come to you or come out in an improv or whatever so i write songs and i'm like hey man this has a nice hook got a nice feel to it put some good harmonies a violin and i that's how i do it and i and i think yeah. you know that's like you said i want to hear a good melody when i don't Absolutely. i'm like i can't get into this it's like the i'm not gonna Can bad you imagine being a band and writing stairway to heaven today and then going to the record label and go huh huh oh uh, well first of all it's 18 minutes too <laughs> what long do you think? what do you think where there's where's the chorus what's a chorus i don't know like those songs just wouldn't work today. Wait a minute. The title is Stairway to Heaven. You don't say it till the last line of the, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> you know? 
You're right, man. You're right. I'm so stuck in the 90s and the 80s and the 70s. Do you, like you said, you like, like, you know, you listen to your music and you rock. Like, I can't wait for the album. When's the whole album coming out? Because this is the single. We still got to get back in the studio and finish it. We got ha- about halfway through the record when when everything kind of shut down. So we're we're hoping to get back in and, you know, come in fall and just start cranking it out. But I mean, for me, like the era that made me want to be or to do what I do now was the nineties. Like that, oh, yeah. you know, live was my shit. Soundgarden, Alice in Chains, Tool, Candlebox, you know, that's, all those bands. Yep. And that's your age, really. That's your, like yeah, that you yeah. were. And I was right there too. I was in college when early years when that stuff came out. So I was yeah. into all that, you know, what's, what's a, What's the song that Soundgarden sang with Eddie Vedder? With Pro- oh, uh, Hunger Strike. Have you ever covered that? You know what? I just did. And <laughs> we, I, I just recorded it with uh, uh, the singer from Bad Wolves. And we did, uh, we did, I don't know when it's coming out because it's their project, but I cut the vocal in my home studio and, uh, and I, I did all the Cornell parts. And I and I was really proud of it because like wow I, I, the high parts like I, I did it all I did it all I'm going hungry you know wow and and I felt like I fucking nailed it and then I find out later that day that that was the anniversary of his death and I'm like what I had all these chills I got chills there just now too like, wow and it was as if like I channeled his spirit somehow and it was. It was crazy, man. I can't wait for people to hear it. But Wow, it's so it, funny. I just said that because that's the song I was thinking. And I can imagine you going highs and I'd be like, and I'm going hungry. Yeah. I'm going hungry. I'm, yeah, I'm just the low guy. I'm going hungry. And you just bury me with other people. Was it, was it hard not to do, you want to make it your own, but you can't go too far away because it's got to be close. I tried to keep it honest and, and, you know, I didn't want to emulate, but at the same time, there's certain parts you can't not sound a little like him, you know? And it was, uh, it was pretty eerie actually listening back to it. Oh, dude, I can't wait. Can you say, I will not send it to anybody. Can I, I, yeah. Can I'll, I, I'll have to, I'll, I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Even if it's yeah. like, I would love to hear just like even anything rough before it's like to get even just like some, just like simple before oh, it gets it's, full. It's all mixed. It's it's ah all mixed. yeah, bro. Yeah. Now I was gonna say, are you a guy that like like you you rage and you get on stage and you just like you belt it out and you have the chops and you can? Yeah. Do you ever listen to like bread or like songs from the seventies or love songs Dude, or can you not listen that to that is stuff? The stuff we play after the shows, like. There's Christopher Cross on oh, any given time. Get out! Sailing? Come on, dude. Sailing is on. I kid you not. We have it on repeat after the show, dude. Yeah. Well, it's not far down to Santa Fe. At least oh, it's dude, not it's, for me. Oh. That's the best calm down music after the show. We don't. We don't usually have it. Like I rage before the show. I get hyped up. I got Rage Against the Machine. I got you know whatever playing, and and we're getting all hyped at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know one of the lyrics is all cut up in the river uh, wait reverie. All, all, reverie all cut up yeah. in the reverie everything it's so funny people are going to listen to this but i'm excited because i'm talking to a musician which i love doing you're like your fans will listen and they'll go ah, he just wants to be a fucking rocker he's just trying to like get in there and sing i could just hear it i'm not I am. You're right. You're fucking right. Hey, by the way, does your wife ever honestly like you write a song like World on Fire? Obviously that she can't say that. 
she can't say that's bad, but can she like listen to other music and go, yeah, I just, I don't really, I'm not, I don't, I don't like that one or I don't like that as much. Has she All ever? All the time. Does it kill you? Crush. You, you, anybody <laughs> else can say anything when it, when she's like just not interested and I can always tell it's like out the gate. Yeah. I feel like you've done that before or I feel like it's like, I know it's true, but hearing it from her, it's like, uh, we used to get in fights over it. It would, it would, because I would be like, you know what? Never mind. I don't even want to play it for you anymore. You want my honest opinion. You want me to lie to you. I want, I don't want you to lie to me. I just want you to like it. <laughs> well, I, I hope, I hope it's not like already a mix done recording or do you play no, her? No, 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 It's all these demos. It's all yeah, these yeah. Demos. Yeah. Cause that would suck if it's like, this is finished. We just worked 12, uh, 15 hours on this one song today. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. <laughs> yeah yeah i've been very fortunate and and to be honest like it's been a good thing because i i really trust her opinion she's all about like she's she's who introduced me to a lot of the old older 70s rock uh she's older than me she's seven years older than me so you know i was into like you know the 90s but it was like it was very narrow-minded like that was what i listened to that's what i do that's what i love that's <laughs> And yeah. she kind of opened my mind up to other stuff. And like, I fell in love with Elton John and, and Bernie Toppin songwriting. And I just started and, and, and Fleetwood Mac and, you know, all these great 70s songwriters that, uh, you know, like nobody writes like that anymore. Nobody. And, and so I, I, I started really paying attention to those greats and, and, you know, her favorite band is Led Zeppelin. So, mm. um, I, I, I really give her a lot of credit for being that barometer and 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 really keeping me in check and and pushing me and, and you know like yeah okay maybe that was just I didn't really dig that deep on that one that was you know um, and and it kind of made me start really analyzing the songs in a different way before I even presented it to someone because you can always tell how you really feel about your song when you start to play it for somebody else. Because you start to over-explain, you start to go, well, that part is, that that's going to get fixed. Like, don't, that, well, don't listen to the lyrics. They're like, they're like, just shut the fuck up and let me listen to the song. <laughs> yeah, it's like, don't listen <laughs> to the lyrics. And this, isn't th this is just a demo. This is just one take, so I'm, all, I'm pitchy. Well, we're probably going to change that line right there. Yeah, I'm going to get Chris Daughtry to sing this part, so don't, don't judge me on my... <laughs> you know, it's funny because I wrote a song called the letter and it's it's a it's a guy sings the verse and the girl sings the and i'm like man i just i don't have that sexy raspy voice i'm trying and you're trying to do it you know like yeah you're trying to get that thing and i'm like maybe i can get it to some rocker or something i know i know dirk's bentley maybe he'll sing it maybe i'll make millions you don't make millions this is great man i haven't seen that guy in years i love that guy you like country i mean you're in nashville i grew up i grew up with it um you know i really loved country as a kid my dad and my grandfather were you know, big country buffs. And so my dad was like big into Merle Haggard, but he was also big into CCR. So he introduced me to Credence as a, as a kid and I fell in love with John Fogarty's voice. But, um, but yeah, you know, there was a lot of, I, I like, I, I want to be careful how I say this. I'm not a big fan of modern country. Right. I love, I love, I love Stapleton. I think that's that's the real deal i think that's some you know i love um i love good songwriting man i love yeah. i love good storytelling i love uh honesty in music so um 
I, I, I tend to gravitate towards more of the, like, I loved Colin Ray, you know, who Colin Ray. Yeah, is? sure. Um, I loved him growing up. I just, I, I've always gravitated towards singers. So if I love the boy, if I love the voice, then, then I would, you know, I would, I would listen to the music. Yeah. Um, I mean, I but, look, I old school country is, I, I just love, I mean, like Travis Tritt, yep. you know, even like, even that. like Alabama and, uh, freaking, um, Ronnie Millsap, Eddie Rabbit. I yeah, can listen. Yeah, I yeah. love that stuff. I mean, yeah. those guys were great. I remember because I, I grew up in Southern Indiana and Mr. Hunter would play him in study hall. And at first I was like, what is this? And he'd keep playing the Alabama album over and over. And I just fell in love with it. I just couldn't get it out of my head. It was just really catchy and fun to listen to and driving music. And yeah, um, yeah because I'm surprised like you haven't ever been asked to like, not, not to say if you don't, when you say you don't like, it's you don't really listen to modern country and obviously I really listen to it but but there are songs that that pop out every now and then i'm like oh that's good right but i i did we did a song on our second album leave this town and i had vince gill um sing on it and wow um that was that was really cool um richard marks i think you know richard yeah right? uh so i was working with richard and i was playing in this song that i wrote with my guitar player like it's kind of a country feel it's called tennessee line and you know the label was loving it the producer was loving it and he was like dude i was and at the time i was like i want to get allison krauss on this man i think she would be epic and 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 he was like dude what you know you need oh and and she her people politely turned it down like she was busy or whatever which was synonymous with i hate your band to me that's what i heard <laughs> of course that's what we hear <laughs> that's what i heard um <laughs> <laughs> I, I have since I have since met her and she is lovely human being, very sweetheart. Um, but I, I, I uh, Richard was like, dude, she get Vince Gill on it. I was like, great. How do I do that? And he goes, I'll call him right now. And I was like, oh, you know Vince Gill. All right. Well, so did you do it with Vince in the studio, or did Vince go separately? So Vince was about to uh, he was about to head to Mexico on a vacation. So he ended up doing it remotely. We sent him the track and he calls me up and he's like, Hey buddy, I hear you want me to do uh, some country with you. <laughs> and, um, or that was, he texts me and that's how I heard it. Oh. Uh, I text. <laughs> he texts you. And, okay. Uh, and so I called him up and I was like, yeah, we haven't sent the song yet. Like, and you've already agreed to do it. Like for all, you know, it could be about hookers and blow. And you know, he goes, Man, I love hookers and blow, Chris. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> he did not say that. He said that, but he he's a total joker. Of course, and obviously, um, <laughs> he was like, "All you all you owe me is beer and pizza." I still haven't paid him back, but um, he did it, and I remember getting the rough, and his vocal was so loud, like when they sent the the rough of his parts and his his uh, uh, viol or fiddle player. I guess you got to call it a fiddle in, in, in Nashville. It's not a violin. Um, it got to his part, and that was like, it was as if he was saying, this is how you sing, boy. <laughs> it was so good. And I was like, oh, my God. this Because I've always been a fan of that guy's voice. He's like, and then Alison Krauss, or like I put them, like they're the male and female counterparts of each other. They just have that epic, you know, like everything they sing just sounds so good. And uh, that was a that was an incredible moment, and we did get to perform it live together on the CMAs um, that year, wow. which was extremely validating to me. Um, it was so fun, and he'd walk around 
he walked around with us to the uh doing all the press circuit and everything like our uncle you know he was like a proud i mean come uncle. on dude legend <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, so great. You got to see, yeah. that's what you got to think of when you start doubting yourself or doubting things. You know, we got to remember those moments where it's like, hey, you know, it's yeah, important. And we I forget agree. it. We forget it. I'll hear great advice. And an hour later, I'm not listening to it. I'm like, why am I not doing this? I'm not because I'm not working hard enough on myself. That's I mean, that's the only way I could think about it. I know all the right things to do. I know them all. <laughs> You just don't. I just do don't fucking do it. I know. I know fuck. I need to meditate. I know I need to, you know. Well, you exercise. You got some guns there. I, I, I do. That's that is something that I try to keep consistent. And I do that for me. You know, I've, I've, I, I, um, I've always been like obsessed with, you know, I, I maybe it's my love of comic books or whatever. Always trying to, you know, keep my physique in shape. But I did not do that for years. I, I hit the road and I just went hard, drinking and eating late at night and just at least a 12 pack of beer a night after a show powdering you know, your like, nose i did i never went that route oh good that's God. good never went most rockers yeah, do that, that huh route. yeah never went that route but um i'm sure you were tempted yeah. some nights people were like come on Chris, try it once there was a couple times but it was never really around me like i never really hung around people that that you know were were into that sort of thing but yeah there were there were some opportunities here and there but I think uh, the hard stuff always terrified me, you know. Because you hear I'm those stories. Of, I have an addictive personality anyway, so. Well, I have really bad things. allergies. So I, I remember trying. I, I remember pow Terrible allergies. powdering my nose, and I couldn't breathe. So I'm like, well, I can't do this drug. Even though I'm an idiot for doing <laughs> it. Thank God I was like, it was just like, I was like, yeah, you know, guys, I, uh, my heart's racing really fast, but I, <laughs> I just can't breathe. I'm not going to do this anymore. Yeah, I, 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 felt. I tried it. I did try it one time years ago and I was so drunk that I don't remember it doing anything. And, um, I just never did it again. Never. I was, I, I, I yeah. actually think I scared myself that I even attempted it. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, you're going to end up like all the people they warned you about and, and dare, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, real quick, uh, mask singer. You know, yeah. it's it's crazy because like you again, you went from playing music for like a hundred people, a lot of your friends, you know, dreaming of being, you know, a rock star, then boom, you're an idol, boom, you're a rock star, record deal, big hits, touring, and then the next album does really well, and then you start to see it slowly kind of like trickle yeah. down. That's what you're noticing, right? And you're probably like, because I always say this, and sorry, listeners, but you know, people go. You know, what does that person do now? Like, listen, Smallville is was a major fucking hit. Most likely, I'll never be on a show that great again. That's a lottery ticket. That's I'll be on good shows. I've been, I've done. So, you hit like boom. It's not to say you won't go back to boom, but like you have to look at that. And we don't. We think, oh, I have to get back to that instead of yeah. Instead of you, you looking, these, yeah, you get these false expectations of what successes and what you what you think you're supposed i'm supposed to be back up there but it, it's like what if that never happened anyway like your barometer is is so skewed because you think that just because that one record or that those first two records did that that that's this is gonna last forever right you know, just like everybody in the 80s thought <laughs> right in the 70s and the 90s it's like yeah. think about it i mean even duran duran had these hits 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 they were an exception because in the 90s they had two hits and they're what 
Duran Duran's back, you know, and they were great. It's not that they're not great. It's that, you know, I guess music changes and you people say, well, you got to change with the music. And I, I, I fucking disagree. I wish people like, God, if, if, if Duran Duran came up with new songs and they sounded like Rio or fucking just like keyboard and synths and shit, I'd be like, I'm buying it. Why do you think people yeah. still love like, I, mean, I love the cure. I just saw the cure again. I love Dude, the Smiths. Yes. I love Morrissey. I love psychedelic furs. I love OMD. I want to make an album where it's like synths and like, like, uh, Depeche Mode. I love that shit. So I think I some, love some Depeche Mode. Now. Love oh. Depeche Mode. But, but we did, we did, uh, we did come undone. Um, uh, when you come up. No, that's Duran Duran. That's Duran Duran. We did that, um, Duran Duran. But I do love some Depeche Mode too. I just like, oh. we, we, we like to incorporate some synths here and there too. Um, I think it just adds this vibe and mood to it. Well, you do Walking in My Shoes for me. Learn that. Have you ever heard that song? Ooh, I love that Dude, song. Dude, I can make yeah. it a rock song. Try walking, walking in, in my, my shoes. shoes. You'll stumble in my footsteps. That'd be a you jam. Have, you, ever, you ever heard of a band called Finger Eleven? Uh, Ryan has. Ryan over there has. Early 2000s. They they covered that, and they did a pretty... You should look it up. You probably Oh, like wow, that I didn't cover. know that. Pretty, look that yeah, up, it's Ryan. pretty badass. Yeah, I love that. Well, dude, so then all of a sudden... You know, you're still playing music. You're still doing your thing. You got all these kids. I mean, they're older now, right? I mean, who's what's your well, youngest? Yes, you have twins. Dude, we got our, our two oldest, 23 and 22. Lord. Um, started raising them when they were two and four. Um, and then me and my wife had twins. They're, they'll be 10 in <laughs> November. Good Lord. And then our oldest... I had a kid that we raise and have raised since he was six months old for various reasons. We don't even need to go there, but, <sighs> um, and so he's five about to turn six. It's a fucking circus here, man. <laughs> Dude. So we got three, we got three in the house and two <laughs> trying to be adults. Oh my God. You could be 60 before these, the, you're, you're we talk about it all the time. We're like, when, when, we're when when are we when is it just gonna be us and we get to go like do whatever like and it's there's always something with a kid like there's always something so Can't go because of this or we this kid uh, has an appointment or yeah it's well what about crazy. so when you were asked to do you know i had uh dr drew on the show and he was on masked yeah. singer and he was awesome and he said it was amazing and he said it was scared shitless and were you were you was that did that i bet you rejected it at first You're like no nah, no thanks no, I jumped all over it um, because it's a hit saw, show. Well, I saw. I remember years ago seeing Ryan Reynolds this YouTube video of Ryan Reynolds in a unicorn costume. I think it was the Korean version of it. That's where it came from, and and I was like, I want to do that. That just looks fun. Like to no nobody knows who you are and you just go up there and fuck off. So you asked and, them, did your representation ask no, them? They, they, they asked if I would be interested and I was like, yes, please. Yes. I'd love to count me in. Okay. So how does it work? They make you sign a whole bunch of papers. I know the drill. You yeah. can't say a fuck. You can't talk to your wife. You can't talk to anybody, whatever. And so my wife knew, Okay. my manager knew, my publicist knew, and my band didn't know. My parents didn't know. My kids didn't know. Everybody that knew had to sign NDAs, of course. And um, and I was in LA working on a record or writing or doing meetings. Um, and uh, so we, you know, it's all pre-taped. So we shot it all. 
and it starts airing and my kids are like, man, this guy on the show sounds like you. I'm like, well, that's crazy. And I would listen to it and be like, uh, kind of a little bit. And so we had to keep like kind of lying to them. And then they'd see clues and they're like, there was this like meditation bowl in one of the clues. And they're like, we have that bowl. That's gotta be you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm here. Obviously it can't be me. And, and they, and you and, sold uh, it. You sold that. I sold it, man. I had to sell it to fans too, because I, we were out on the road when it started airing and they were bringing me like Rottweiler, like gifts and shit. I'm like, what is this? What, Everybody keeps talking about that. What did you sing? I'm, what was I'm the first song? Too. What was I'm a, an actor too. What's the so song you sang? <laughs> <laughs> what's the song you sang? Uh, the first one was Maneater. Wow. Now, not the yeah. Nelly Furtado one, but the no, Hall and uh, Oates. Hall and Oates. The yeah. Nelly Furtado sing. She's the manny to make him up, up, shama dump, dump. I don't know that one. It's actually a pretty that. decent song. But so you sing Hall and Oates. I love some Hall and Did Oates, you man. rage it? Did you get to pick the song? Yeah, I got to pick them all. Um, it, it was, uh, it was, we went into halftime on the chorus. It was all like, you know, it was cool. But um, then we, we did uh, Grenade, Bruno Mars, um, Castle on the Hill from, uh, Ed Sheeran did a live from Sia. That was my last one. I you did. thought you were going to win, of course, right? I was hoping. You know, it's it's. I'm I'm obviously not good at contests. <laughs> <laughs> Always. What did what, you get the first time? Fourth. I came in second this time, so it's. You're getting up I'm there. You're going see. You just wanted it. I mean, that's awesome. And by the way, it when, was fun, man. And, and and it was terrifying because you're in this costume and you can't see shit. You're looking through this little screen of fabric and they're like, no, the camera's that way. Turn, <laughs> turn over here. And I'm like, mur, 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 mur. you know, um, and wow. you're singing live in this, in this freaking hot costume and you can't breathe. Are you mic'd inside? No. And I thought that would just have been so much better. So they, does they it still do sound it. good? Could you still hear it pretty well through that mask? Yeah. I mean, I guess they, they got what they needed. Um, they they said everything was good and I'm sure they did some mixing and make it sound a little better. But um I think the year before was um who won? Uh T Pain. And they said his costume was just like you couldn't hear shit. Were you just and sweating balls like, in there? Did you just have brie balls? Dude, I lost so much water in every performance. Like I was I was drenched after everyone. It smelled like an old locker room. <laughs> hey, am I allowed to play a little world on fire? Yeah. Or I'll get in trouble. You wrote it no. and you own the rights, right? Play it, man. Come on. I mean, that just rocks. It's just, it's just, you Thank know, you, man. it's like that song. What was that song that when it came on, it was, uh, I, I'm not going to, this is going to be, I, I don't even know why I'm going here. My mind just goes in a million different directions. Uh, it was Van Halen with Sammy Hagar and the video came on with words and it just like. Right now. Right now. Y'all do. I love you know that. how that song, right now. Damn, damn. Hey, y'all tomorrow, it's everything. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like when that kicks in, it makes you have that feeling. I remember just yeah. getting naked in my in my you know apartment in college. Yeah. Just go right now. My roommate's like, no, not right now. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> it's my buddy Tom. Put on some clothes. <laughs> 
Dude, this has been wrote, awesome. Go I ahead. I wrote that. Um, I wrote that before the pandemic. It's so crazy how lyrically it just. What? I thought for sure yeah. you wrote it while this was I happening. Wrote it, I wrote it when Australia was on fire. And, wow. You know, there was there was certainly no shortage of uh, racial injustice and police brutality going on even then, and so a lot of that made it into the lyrics as well. And then everything else just happens, and I'm we're me and my producers are just like, how, how did we do this? Like that? It's like we had a crystal ball or some shit. Yeah. Perfect. Who's, who's the one person you want? I mean, there's probably a lot, but what, who's like one person? Like, I wish they'd work with me. I want to work with this. I, I'm just such a big fan. Like who is it? That Post Malone. Really? Post Malone. Yeah. He's a rocker, man. Does he know it? Does he know you love him? I don't know. I don't know. I keep saying it enough. Hopefully he hears it. <laughs> I love that. What, who's your favorite band of all time? Um, I mean, live was my, that's the band that made me want to do what I do. I saw Ed Kowalczyk was my hero, is my, like, I, I've worked with, it's weird now because we're really good friends and we've worked together. We've played shows together. He's open for me, which is super surreal and weird. And, um, and that record, Secret Samadhi, I remember when that came out and I saw them for the first time in concert. I was 17 and I remember looking, I would watch shows like I was, like taking notes I, I wasn't there like to just rock out i was like i'm gonna fucking do that like that's what i want to do for the rest of my life that right there i mean you're freaking doing it man dude look i i i'm so glad we connected and like we know some know, of the man. same people it's... and batista and name droppers oh dude i me. love that guy man he's the nicest sweetest man in the world he's like he's like hey rosie it's uh dave man uh <laughs> i don't know what you're doing out there but uh la is all fucked up man you could just come over to my house in Orlando. I'm serious, man. I got a, you know, I got a house. I think I got a jacuzzi. I haven't looked, but uh, you know, fuck, come out whenever you want. You got the car. Such uh, a great dude, man. So, World on Fire. That's the single. You guys listen to it. it doesn't even do it justice. Listen, you have to fucking crank it up in your car, in your house, Get naked. On Spotify or Apple Music or whatever you listen to. Yeah, I just like when a song just makes you feel a certain way, and that just brings it out in you. And uh, yeah. You know, it's funny because I was, uh, I always loved that song. I know you played it a million times. I'm coming home. I would think for the, for the COVID thing, it should be, I, I, wrote, I wrote some different lyrics. I'm staying home. <laughs> well, that would have been better. I just said, I'm COVID free. It's the way I want to be. I wear my mask. You shouldn't even ask me. I'll take the swab. I don't want to act like a knob. I just want to be COVID free. What do you think? I think it's a hit. It's a total total fucking hit. Total hit. Hey, uh, Instagram, man, you got a great following. You got great fans. You got people who are real supporters. Um, What's your uh, handle? Just at Chris Daughtry. At Chris Daughtry. The band is at Daughtry. My personal is at Chris Daughtry. And uh, Twitter? Uh, Chris underscore Daughtry. I wasn't that lucky on that one. Complicated. (laughs) Underscores always fuck people up. I tried you. You're not on there. Yeah. Apologize for that. Uh, dude, this has been so awesome. I love talking to dude, you, man. It's so I would easy. I'd love to do it again sometime, man. I'd love it. I mean, you're always welcome. This is just, I mean, there's so many things I want to even like, yeah, we'll, we'll save them, but yeah, we can, we can get deeper inside of me next time. We certainly can. <laughs> I might even have to have the wife ask her a couple of questions about living with a rocker hey, and what it's not? like. Why not? Dude, I wish you all the best. We'll be texting and keeping Thank in you, touch. Bro. I love Absolutely. the new stuff, man. Keep rocking. Thank and everybody- you so much, man. Take care of yourself. Thank you for having me. It's so good to reconnect with you, brother. Perhaps I'll see you at the mall hopefully soon when this clears yeah. up. See you there. Man. Nordstrom's. Nordstrom's or Macy's, one of them. I don't know. I'll be in the underwear section, buddy. You got it, brother. <laughs> 
I like that guy. It's a good dude. Good dude, talented guy, natural voice. I wish I had that power in my voice. I wish I could just, I'm going home. And his voice is so powerful. But it's even when he goes up, it's just Yeah, he, he played effortless. me something. The, uh, what is it? Hunger Strike. Hunger Strike. Yeah. And I am, I was blown away <laughs> by the power of his voice. It's just like, it's just a gift, man. And I love music. And, it, and when I hear that, I'm I, again, I start to go back in my shell like, I shouldn't be doing music. But I love music and I make music and that's just the way it is. And we're ha we have a new album coming out, so I don't care. Daughtry, you're amazing. You have a great voice. You're a talented son of a gun. And uh, it doesn't mean everybody else should stop singing because he's so great at singing. Right. Right. <laughs> he's going to text me. Dude, come on, man. Uh, thank you to all the my patrons out there. As you know, without you, I don't know if I'd be here right now, if the show would be here. So, um, and uh, we had some new patrons this last week and I, I messaged them. And uh, it's always nice to hear from them. And they always have good ideas. and. Uh, I don't know. It's just like I said. It's a, it's a family. If you want to join Patreon, uh, you just go to Patreon p a t r e o n dot com slash inside of you, and you could join the family. And it's uh, you know you get merch. Some tiers get merch boxes every couple of months. Uh, there's uh, there's just a lot of stuff. Shit talking with Rose and Mom. Get to ask the guest questions, and there's inside of me where you ask me questions and. <clears throat> It's a, it's a lot of fun. And let me read off these wonderful patrons. Then we'll read a little letter. We haven't read a letter in quite some time. Um, anything else, Ryan? I don't know. You can go to inside of you, at inside of you pod on Twitter, at inside of you podcast on uh, Instagram. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly right. Uh, thanks to the, uh, the, the patrons, top tier patrons. Let's shout them out. Uh, we, we might quiz Ryan. Every once in a while I quiz him, so he's got to listen. But I might not quiz him this time. We got Nancy D, we got Leah S, Trisha F, Sarah V, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Lauren G, Nico, Robin S, Jerry W, Emily, Bob B, Robert I, Jason W, Stephen J, Kristen K, Amelia O, Allison L. What names are you thinking about right now? Um, th These ones. Can you name any of the ones I just mentioned? I was I was somewhere else. You were somewhere else. <laughs> I was, you mile, are, I was you are. miles away. Jess J, Lucas M, Raj C, Joshua D, Emily S, CJP, Samantha M, Hamza B, Jennifer N, Hamza. I love that name. Hamza B. Jennifer N, Jackie P, Stacy L, Carly H, Jennifer S, Janelle B, Carrie B, Tab of the 272, not to be confused with. Tab of the 273. Ashley R, Kimberly E, Crystal H, brought to you by Gatorade. No, it's not. Uh, Ashley R, Kimberly E, Crystal H, Mike E, Marissa N, Beth B, Santiago M, Sarah F, Chad W, Leanne P, Roshan, Roshan R, Ray A, Maya P, Megan J, Maddie S, Tiffany I, Kendrick F, Ashley E, Shannon D, Matt W, Belinda N, Lisa J, Kevin V, Robert S, James R, Chris H, Snow R, Anusha W, get ready for Osborne, Gabriella M, Dave H, Samantha S, Spider-Man Chase, Sheila G, mm -hmm. Ray H, Alyssa C, Tabitha T, Misha H, uh, Deb A, Tom and Natalie, 622, not to be confused with. Natalie, 623. Allie B and Henry S, a lot of newcomers. I love it. Uh, treat them with love. Uh, join the family. Um, a lot of friends have been made on Patreon. And uh, thanks to all you guys. 
All right. So, you know, I haven't done a letter in a while, but there are a couple letters and, uh, you know, I, I want to read them from um, hello at insideofpodcast.com. This is from Robert. Hey, Mr. Rosenbaum, I appreciate your podcast and YouTube channel. I've been struggling with grief since the passing of my wife in March. It has helped me um, listening to your podcast, just knowing you're not all you're not alone. We all go through things. Thank you for your outstanding work, Robert. That is, uh, that's pretty, um, that's pretty intense, man. You know, I'm glad the show can do something for you. You know, um, it's amazing how something so tragic it's, it's, you know, can happen and how you deal with it. And, you know, you think, how can I, I remember as a kid, I used to go, if I lose my grandparents, I can't survive. If I lose, if somebody, did, you, you, if you dwell on these things, if they ruminate and they sort of like, you, you can't think of those things. And then when something does happen, it's amazing how resilient or, you know, we can be. And, but I think that depends on how healthy you are. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, uh, I've worked on myself and, you know, I didn't think I could ever survive my grandfather's death as my best friend. And, um, but a wife, you know, obviously young. so. I hope you have really good friends that are that are helping you through it, and I hope that you're being good to yourself and knowing that you know your wife would want to see you healthy and happy and not deteriorating. And I'm glad this podcast could do something for you, if anything. I mean, just to you know, just to make you smile or whatever. And uh, all I would say is, you're loved, man. Just keep uh, keep doing the best you can, and don't be too hard on yourself when you when you get down. It's okay. It's okay to break down. Let it out. It's healthy. But then pick yourself back up, you know? It's a roller coaster ride. So thank you, Robert, for that amazing uh, email. Very vulnerable email. I'm going to have to turn on my light on my phone, Ryan, because this one's hard to read. I, I printed it out, and it's just like I'm blind as it is. Wendy, I'm going through a rough time, just like everyone else. However, most people don't have a, a time clock counting down on their life as I do. I'm 37 and been fighting cancer for a while now, and it's been a battle, let me tell you. Anyways, I don't like having the feel sorry for me card played through, but um, I want to summarize this letter by thanking you for making me forget about myself and making me laugh. Please keep it up because you never know who you'll make out there, whose day you'll make better, or actually make someone forget about all the shit they're going through. Thank you so much, Wendy. And I had no idea that you were my crush from Smallville, but dang, sir, you still got it. Is that in it? <laughs> Fuck yeah, it's in there. It's in there? What do you think I lied? I just made that up? You think I'm that... I don't know. You need a little... Narcissistic? I don't know. Jesus. Wendy, Um, you know, when you hear letters like that, I just appreciate your vulnerability and your honesty. And, um, you know, I have a buddy... I've talked about him. His name's Preston and he's, you know, he's 14 and he's got cancer and he's had nine surgeries and he's 14 years old. And, you know, I think the key is to just do whatever you can to look, it's hard to even give any kind of encouragement. I think what I'm just trying to say is, um, you know, every day is important. So, you know, if you have a good day, I would say try to embrace that day, try to, you know, obviously you're doing everything you can for the cancer. Cancer sucks, man. You know, Stephen Mel had those shirts, fuck cancer. 
And you just hope one day that, like, you know, you keep hoping Alzheimer's, they're going to cure that, they're going to cure cancer, they're going to cure, they're going to get a fucking vaccine for <laughs> you know, COVID. Um, but listen, I just really appreciate you, and I'm glad the show could do something for you. And um, I wish you all the best and all the love in the world. And, and just, uh, you know, just try to smile as much as you can. And, um, you know, I, I just hope that uh, you're not in any pain and, you know, you're, you're doing okay. And you're in a good mindset and uh, you have good people around you. Hey, you have me. I'm here. You can listen to me every day. Right, Ryan? Yeah. Well, Ryan, that was a, uh, that was a, a good episode. We got a lot more good episodes coming up. Really cool guests coming up, guys. Keep listening. Keep subscribing. Keep supporting. And, and go back. There's a lot of great episodes. If you haven't heard a lot of the episodes, look at the list. There's a laundry list of, of, of you go in the back catalog. Great guests you could listen to or watch on YouTube. And um, you can even go back into the archives and watch or listen to some of the originals. Um, but uh, stay subscribed and spread the word to your family and friends. Thanks to everybody out there. Thanks to Westwood One for supporting the podcast. To Bryce, who uh, really puts a lot of this stuff together to uh ryan of course and uh you know if you're getting merch on the online store usually if it just says your name and the the address it's going to it's that name so i don't know if somebody like you know had an email that i was forwarded Mm. that said um oh yeah could you you know make this out to my mom but it was on an email at the google account it wasn't on the shopify so i don't know i just pack them up i sign them i go if it doesn't say it's almost like on the address, if you, whatever name I see on the address is the name I'm going to make it out to. Otherwise, I don't have a name to make it out to. Anyway, I don't even know why I talked about that. It's ridiculous. Uh, I love you all. Thank you for allowing to be inside of each and every one of you. Uh, I hope you continue to be healthy and happy and um, do what you can to, to make it through. Ryan? Just keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. Keep on trucking. And the music's playing right now at this time, isn't it? Well, no, not anymore. You don't do that anymore? Not anymore. What was that? I just... You didn't like it? <laughs> no, it's just one more thing I got to do. Sounds like it's pretty easy to just put like that over, isn't it? It, it can be. All right. Well, if, if there's music, Ryan got into it. Mm, he didn't. That's Ryan with his mouth. All right, guys. Much love to you. We'll see you next week. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.